Hello, and welcome to Kids Get Acquainted with the Internet, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Dan. I'm Dan. And I'm Dan. And today's special hiatus podcast is entitled Boy Meets Flaws. Oh, yeah. Alright, so we're calling it Boy Meets Flaws because we wanted to do an episode sort of analyzing the lower points of Boy Meets World, sort of... The things that could have gone a little bit better. Yeah, sort of... Or the of, things that didn't make sense. Yeah, sort of the things that we... That mostly we're just bringing topics up for discussion that are a little bit more controversial about how they handled them, and talking about whether we liked them or didn't like them, and also how Girl Meets World can sort of handle similar situations better in the future. Learn from the mistakes. Yeah. Don't necessarily embrace them. Yeah. yeah or don't learn at all, just... Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so uh, as we do in every Hiatus episode, we're going to start off by giving a recommendation of something in entertainment that we enjoy, that we think people should check out other than Girl Meets World or Boy Meets World, just to show a little spark of our personalities. <laughs> what do you think everybody should check out, Caitlin? I think everyone should check out this super cool anime. It just started its second season relatively recently. Uh, it's called Sword Art Online. So the concept is basically that they're in... A virtual reality video game. It's similar to the Oculus Rift, except when you use it, it's called the Nerve Gear. You. Why are you. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is funny. Nerve Gear. That's because more it's like, more it's like Nerd to... Gear. <laughs> <laughs> it's hooked up to your nervous system. It could kill you. That's amazing. So, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted on this podcast. It's similar to the Oculus Rift, except it's connected to your nervous system. It's called the Nerve Gear. And they're in this virtual reality world called Sword Art Online. And the creator, then at, at the end of the first day, uh, there was a limited amount of copies that was released. And he comes in and he tells everyone in the virtual reality world that they cannot disconnect their Nerve Gear, they cannot log out, they have to beat the game or else they will die. Everything in the virtual reality world will affect you the way that it would in the real world. And if you disconnect yourself from the nerve gear, it'll damage your nervous system, and you will you will just basically be in a coma forever. Is this not well, the exact, yeah, the exact say, plot of Tron? I was going to say, so there's, <laughs> so there's Digimon, obviously. There's Tron. Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher, yeah. It's actually a video game. Yep. There's, I feel, is it, I feel, was there not a decon? I'm not saying that they, this doesn't mean that it couldn't be good. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. There's a, there's a else, great though. variety of characters, and the female lead is amazing for 90% of the show. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of, she becomes a healer in season two, and it makes oh, me angry. Because that's something people understand. <laughs> All right. They will if they check it out. <laughs> so, moving on to my just as nerdy recommendation, I recommend the TV show The 100. Uh, this is a live action show that's had it had a first season that was 13 episodes, and it's on season two. And it's it, so it's basically it has like a very Lord of the Flies kind of vibe. It's it's basically like. Earth is uninhabitable because of, like, nuclear war and crazy things on down. So now everybody who's left after that 100 years later lives on a space station. But they're running out of resources, so they need to know whether Earth is habitable again to send people back down. Um, so they send 100 juvenile delinquents that they see as being expendable down to the Earth and monitor them doing things down there. So Wally. I, I was thinking Wally. It's similar. It's, it's Wally mixed with Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Lord it's about... That's like, so- Lord of the Wally. Lord of the Lord Wally. Wally. <laughs> Lord Wallace. Um, yeah, Wally. so it, it's... 
And it also, I mean, that's just the basic premise, but it goes off in very different directions. It's a, it starts off a little bit cheesy, um, but it's gotten really strong, especially in season two. It has some really, really strong female characters. It has like, it has some really cool diversity. It has you know, multiple black leaders, male and female. It has a lot of female leaders, a lot of you know strong females that are very smart and very powerful. Um, really cool guys too, and just it's like it's a it's a good show. He's like um, a uh, cool guy, or something, right? Yeah, yeah he's like a cool guy. <laughs> If you're a fan of Hunger Games, I think you'd like it. It's incredibly violent. Um, just FYI, <laughs> it's, it's probably it's more violent than Hunger Games. I would say PG thirteen. Yeah, it's and my point is, it's more violent than what Hunger rated M for mature. Like, my point is like so, like Hunger Games, the idea is incredibly violent, but what they show is is less violent than what happens than the on, books. Than than what happens on the one hundred is what I'm saying. It's it's PG. I'd say it's PG thirteen. All right, uh, Keith. I am recommending on this lovely segment the Digimon movie. Because he's six. Dan? <laughs> Maybe Dan forgets that day in high school that we spent all day in the computer lab not doing our history assignment, <laughs> told Mr. Buck that we would have it the next day, went home, and watched the Digimon movie instead. We really are Corey and Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what was the biggest disappointment, though, was the Digimon video game on yeah, the PlayStation yeah, really. 1. None of those Digimon No, but which is weird because it's about video games, so I it's know. not hard. Yeah, Monster but, Hunter games are better. Uh, I think but, they... Sorry, okay, excuse me, recommendation <laughs> happening? The Digimon movie has a great soundtrack. You should check it out. Yeah, well, I've totally backed that up. That's an amazing soundtrack. That needs to end. <laughs> Just listen to the Digimon soundtrack and watch the Digimon movie, and you will not be sorry. Boy Meets Flaws. Um, <laughs> I won't podcast Meets Flaws. <laughs> I was about to say that exact same sentence. So, the first item on the docket of this, this special docket. podcast. Um, okay, so I wanted to bring up the topic of continuity. So, Boy Meets World is sort of affectionately known, sort of infamously known, for its inability to maintain a solid continuity. Yep, as soon as they pick sort of a... In any season. Yeah, as soon as they pick sort of like a character trait or something, they'll change it the next season or leave huge holes in the plot line. Yeah, and I mean, one of the biggest pieces of this is uh, the consistently changing backstory for sort of Sean and Corey's friendship and Topanga and Corey's relationship. You know, they just consistently change how long they've been friends, how they met each other. Um, so this is like, we look back on this fondly, right? But... If we were watching it at our ages now, the, for the first time, I feel like we'd have some issues with it. Yeah, I definitely have so many issues would with be it. extremely frustrating going week by week, Yeah, because mm-hmm. they don't sort of, I mean, we live in the age of, you want the instant gratification, you want to binge watch everything. Yeah. So, if you actually are taking the time out to anticipate watching a show, like we have to obviously do to do this podcast for Gomez World. Yeah. You, you have a certain expectation that you want them to follow through, mm. and if they miss it on one episode, you're going to be really let down. Yeah. There are moments where Corey and Topanga have, like, a very sweet and, like, seemingly, like, big moment, and then Topanga's gone for five episodes in season two. Like, and, and he's, sometimes he's in their class, sometimes she's not in their class. She's really busy, dude. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so, like, 
I mean, you know, if we can watch all of them in a row, you don't have necessarily that same thing, or you just laugh about it, because it's like, oh, those old days where they did that. Okay, like, uh, ten, if, like looking back on it ten years later, sure, yeah. you laugh at it. But, if you but that's watching, not something they should, like, do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I just imagine, I mean, I think if we were doing the podcast on it, we're like, wait, Topanga wasn't there, I hope he's back next week. Oh, she wasn't there again? I to hope he's back end. next week. Oh, she's not there again? <laughs> to that end, some of the better Girl Meets World episodes that we've been, some characters have been inexplicably missing. Yeah, but in a more understandable way. Like, so, like, like okay, we had one More episode. understandably un- inexplicable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so, like, Lucas was gone for one episode. But he could have been sick. That was one time it's happened so far. It was one time. Sick. Yeah. Augie's been gone, but you can just sort of... It's a little kid. They, a, a, they did give one explanation of saying the grandparents were yep. taking care of him, and he's a little kid, he could be at play school or whatever. Yep. I don't know. Could be but, off playing in the traffic. Actually, yeah. I think they said at one point, like, called to Augie off-screen or said something about off Argy yeah, yeah, screen. that was that was the one. Uh, but he wasn't I have, in the episode. Yeah. I have another child yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. I have she another almost, kid. She almost went to work. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so they haven't really gone off the rails to that level yet. But sort of a red flag is that the writers pretty much came out and said that the whole weirdness with Girl Meets Flaws, where they talked about being the end of the school year. That was just like, oh, we don't care about continuity. We're not going to, like, next week is not going to be the end of the school year. You that's know. not something they should embrace, in my opinion. That's something you, I feel like you can embrace in, like, very small doses. As it has like, to be knowing. We yeah, it, has, it doesn't seem like it's, like, if you're not paying attention to their Twitter account, it looks like they just made a mistake, not like they're doing it for fun. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean? We, we were confused yeah. about yeah. that. We were like, is it season two years? Yeah. Is it, was it filmed way out of order and they're trying to jam it in here? What's happening? So, I, yeah. And is one it going to make more sense next week? Yeah. And one of the biggest issues, as we, I think we've talked about this before, is with Boy Mates World is when Mr. Turner gets into a motorcycle accident and then just disappeared. Right. Forever. <laughs> except for that one episode, the graduation episode, when they say, oh, hey, Mr. Turner, down the hallway where everyone disappears. Right. Like, if I was watching that, like, that was the second to last episode of that season. Yeah, and so then the graduation so you, one is the second last episode of the follow or the last episode of the following season, so it's a whole season later. Yeah, so basically, if you're watching that week by week, you think, oh, my God, this huge thing just happened. Right, a big Mr. dramatic moment where it's almost a cliffhanger. Does he live or does he die? Yeah. And then never address it. Yeah, <laughs> like, if you're like... And then the next episode happens and they don't address it. So, you, But Sean's not really in that episode, so you think, okay, maybe they're just... That was the Sean arc, or the Sean climax for ending for this yeah. season. They'll, they'll pick it up next season. To start watching season six... Season five. Season four is when he dies. Dies. Yeah, Maybe dead. Last. It is 2014, and I want to know if Mr. Turner is alive. Oh, no, okay. no, but they, they, in that episode, you're actually wrong. I watched it recently. They do definitely make it clear that he's not dead. But By the conclusion of the episode. Yeah, by the conclusion of that episode, they make it clear that he's not dead. Right. But you never see him again. So is he, like, permanently injured? Right. Is he, like, unable to... Is he in a wheelchair? Yeah, like, is he unable to teach for months at a time? That like, would be interesting. Yeah. If Mr. Turner was in a wheelchair and came back. he's principal in a wheelchair. I don't know if they'd go there, but that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, Why wouldn't they go there? I don't know. It's so controversial we, about that. Not, I'm not saying it's controversial to be in a wheelchair, just to, like, have it been, like, he actually got, like, really Right, permanently made. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just something, the continuity, it doesn't really bother me that much, except for when it, like, ties into big character things, such as Corey losing his love for baseball after season one. 
about yeah. the baseball thing, yeah. what what is interesting about that is it's more that he just he doesn't just drop it. It just yeah. he becomes somebody who is enthralled in this athletic element of life, and then he suddenly becomes somebody who is like would be like afraid to mm. play softball. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. He wouldn't watch it on TV, let alone. Well, play it's, catch. the other thing that's interesting is they're bringing some of these things back because, like, the clip that we saw from the coming Grumman's World yeah. episode, he's into baseball again. Right. He likes watching it at least. Uh, so, I think that's interesting. I, I, and the other thing is, I can also buy that, like, you know, as you grow up, you care less about baseball or you realize you're not going to become a pro athlete or right, something. But, right. But it's, it's, it's the switch. watch on TV. Yeah. It's, it's, well, the thing is, they do have a couple references in season two. Like, he's talking when an episode with um, TK. He, like, starts talking about baseball and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, a few yeah. references in season two. But it mostly is, like, a switch is turned as opposed to it being trickled, like, away. You know, like, it's not a... And so this also really ties in with what happened to Topanga in season two where she went from being weird and quirky and different to losing 90% of that. And a total feminist in yeah. season one. Well, he's still... A fe- they still definitely have multiple feminist references in season two. But it's, like played down and it's not as seen as like as weird it's it, which is a good thing it's seen as more positive but it's it, she's just not supposed to be seen as like the quirky character anymore well you have the i'm a damsel but not the distri- and distress yeah. kind so that's what i'm yeah. saying like there still is like feminist references and so uh, if we're gonna talk about the pangas in general i really think that that was a, a misstep not only i mean we can talk about the the sorting it on and off but also just taking it away in general i think was a mistake because season one it's like, she is quirky and weird and doesn't understand Corey and how he's normal. And Corey is normal and doesn't understand her. But they still find a connection despite that. And so he's sort of embarrassed of her. But so he still finds something in her that's, like, special and different. And I think that that is a lot more interesting than what happens in season two where she's just, like, the normal, nice girl. Well, she's of, more popular they, than they he is. They slowly start to trade places yeah. in that yeah. way. Because, I mean, it ends up being... You know, to the point where she has to help him through the everyday things and learn how to be normal and not yeah. be, you know, Crazy. freak out on everything. Yeah. You know? I mean, they mildly comment on it in that episode where Joshua is being born. Right. Well, actually, I wrote that down. Season 6. It's season 6, episode 17 is the resurrection. It's episode 16 and 17, My Baby Valentine and Resurrection. It's the, this is can't always be about us. Mm-hmm. It's about more important things. Yeah. You have to... You know, learn to look beyond us. You can't hide behind our relationship. Yeah, yeah, and Corey turns to Topanga and says to her, you're not Topanga anymore. And so they acknowledge that to an extent. But, but again, that doesn't solve the problem to me. Like, cause yeah, no, he's, So, okay, let's take it one step at a time. First of all, if you wanted to do that and say, oh, people get, you know, more normal as they grow up, you can grow out of these things, I can buy that, sure. But it happens over the summer. We don't see it. It's not gradual. It's not a good character arc. It just suddenly she's normal. It, which is a complete flip flop from what it was before, and it also that people accept that so easily. Yeah, and it's like you, you know, can become normal over the summer, but then you kind of have to show everyone at yeah. school that, and, and they could be surprised. And you know what it was? What? By, and you're talking about season three, right? Season two, this happens. Or like what's what's the episode where she comes back from summer? It's like, oh, the summer was good to oh, you. Oh, that, that's season two. That's yeah, okay, two. yeah. So I think it's because they realized that she was going to be the pretty girl, and and the ongoing love interest, right. I think too. Yeah, so. It, it just, it, it doesn't work for me, and also, I just don't think that she ever really, I think it's, I don't want to say act like I don't like Topanga. I like Topanga, but do you feel like she ever really had, like, a character arc, or, like, 
anything all that great. Like, I think the Hair Today Goon Tomorrow is a strong episode for her. Right. But, but it's an episode. But, yeah. And so, like, seasons two and three, he really is just, like, the nice, smart, pretty girl. And, like, yes, she has some feminist quirks, and yes, she's funny, but she doesn't have a whole lot to her besides being the girl that he wants. Yeah, two and three is definitely a lot more about Corey and Sean yeah. than anybody else. And then, Friendship. But then the problem is that then, so then you have like a good section of time, I feel like, where it's sort of like season four and five where she's like pretty solid. Right. And then you get to, I will never have sex right. with anyone. She becomes that sort of like, character. she becomes a sort of like symbol of virginity yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah I think... Topanga more so has things happen to her yeah. than things, like, happen, like, then she changes. Like, the Lauren arc, mm-hmm. that happens to her, basically. Like, Corey does something and it affects her. Yeah. Well, it it doesn't happen to her. Something happens and she reacts to it. Yeah. Well, the point is that she's never driving. Like, even, yeah. like, Eric had plenty of stories he drove. Sean had plenty of stories he drove. Even, like... She's Angela not the catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. What about the Eskimo? I think that was pretty good. That yeah. Okay. So there, I'm not saying there aren't episodes. I also don't want to make it seem like I don't like Topanga. Like when I take take my analytical hat off and I just look at Topanga, I'm like, oh, I, this is a fun character. She's oh, always yeah. been my analytical hat. Take it back on. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's I, wearing a top hat right now. No one knows no, this. No, no t- one can see this. Keith's t- about to tweet it. Um, oh. Yeah. Now you have a timestamp for when, when you're I, podcasting. <laughs> basically, when I take my analytical hot hat off, hot. I enjoy Topanga a lot. I think she's a fun character. But when you really think about it, she really did not get that much to do. And she became this symbol of virginity and of purity. And the thing is, I'm not even... like I, don't, I would have preferred them to make it about her religion, honestly. If they were going to go... Right, that, yeah, they're going to address it. Actually yeah. address it. Yeah, like, because if, if you're going to have her want to wait till marriage then give us a reason other than she's a woman and doesn't want to do that kind of thing before. Like, it doesn't... It it would have given her drama, something to struggle with. It also didn't really show her struggling with this. I mean, it had, like, a couple episodes here and there. Like, the prom sort of dealt with it. And uh, the episode yeah. with the sorority sister sort of dealt with it. But it's always from Corey's perspective. It's not really from her talking to Angela about it or anything. Like, prom dealt with this a little, but it's... Yeah, it's more so, oh, I should make Corey happy about yeah. this? Not... I want to have sex. And like I said with Lauren Eric, like, I feel like that more happens to her. Her parents' divorce happens to her. Yes, she's reacting, but she's not a catalyst in these things. So the parents' divorce is terrible, but we can get to that. But, I mean, so, like, an example of what you're talking about is I wrote down the quote. There's an episode uh, in season six. There's an episode where Corey goes, do you understand that you owe me talking about sex? And she goes, yes. And that, like, that alone is a horrible representation Everyone. Like, it's just like, he, you should never, women do not owe you sex. They should not feel like they owe you sex. You should not feel like, it's just. And also, Corey is a poor male representation whenever sex is brought up. Like, it paints men as horny dogs who you need to satisfy right away or they'll go crazy and if and if they is that not the case? <laughs> well, and... honey, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> and well, the, the bigger thing is that if they are able to somehow contain themselves and wait, they are gods. They are saintly heroes that you should you know really. It's just like it, it's the idea is he, because he's a nice boy yeah, because he is not pressuring her to have sex. He is a great guy. It, whereas, like, he didn't that, pressure her to have sex. Yeah, yeah that, well, that's the assumption. So that's a whole other level. So let's just, let's just talk as though he isn't pressuring her to have sex. Okay. That is 
the baseline. That means you're not bad. That does not mean you're a hero. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you. (laughs) But on top of that, he continuously pressures her about sex. And Mm -hmm. I know it's in a humorous way, and I'm not even saying it isn't funny on numerous occasions, but he is continuously making her feel bad through comedy that she isn't doing this for him. Yeah, like, uh, The Truth About Honesty. Yeah. Where she was like, oh, Corey, just make a joke about how we're going to be virgins forever and let's move on with our lives. Like, she knows that this is something that he dwells on all the time. And so getting also further into Corey being as, like, this saintly character when he really kind of isn't is, so there are three times where he's tempted by other women who are coming on to him very aggressively. And so this is, there's the Missy episode where she, like, traps him in the basement and kisses him. The last temptation of Corey. Yeah, there's the episode uh, with the sorority girl, which is the finale, I think it's about to leave the finale. to Fly, season season four, four, episode episode 22. 22. Yeah, so there's the sorority girl who just broke up with her boyfriend, sees that he's a nice guy and wants to have sex with him, and he he, like, stops her from doing it. But, like, he almost doesn't. It's really Eric that helps him stop from doing it. And then there's Lauren, which we all know how that went. So, the thing is, and he's like, I don't, I just, I never feel like he really got what he deserved for those things. Oh, yeah, he always was able to get a little something here and there, and then say, like, hey... But I'm still okay. Yeah. Everything worked out all right. And again, it would be one thing if it happened once and he learned his lesson. It happened three times. That's a lot of times. I mean, well, to a degree. That's they, a, no, they... that's a lot of times. Okay. Wait, do you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> no. To a degree. To a degree, they addressed the issue of them learning the same lesson over and over yeah. again in the Eric Meets Hollywood episode where they said, you know, oh, blew up another mailbox. Yeah. Uh, how many times have we do this same script? We're doing the same lesson over and over again. How can they still be yeah. this stupid? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I agree. And I, I definitely feel like the Missy thing became the Lauren thing. Like, they realized, oh, we shouldn't have thrown away that idea in one episode. Right. This is an arc. So the thing that really bothers me, and we're not going to go super in-depth about the Lauren arc here, but it does bother me that I feel like a lot of people that I've seen online totally hate on Lauren and act as though Corey was some innocent victim. Right. And Lauren's a complicated character. I enjoy that episode so much. Yeah. And we, we won't go super into about Lauren, but just as, as far as Corey goes, like, I don't feel like... Like, yes, he gets broken up with. Yes, he's upset. Yes, he goes and he drinks. It's not like he doesn't have bad things happen to him. But, like, it just... At the way it ends, it should be way more about him apologizing rather than, like, oh, we're just gonna... I think the biggest mistake in that episode is to sort of explain that sort of pseudo innocence mm-hmm. it's the fact that he does not reciprocate the kiss yeah as much as what it was played out to be yeah and so we were, we were left to assume that we were watching it and it's like oh literally lauren kisses him and he's like he immediately says like hey excuse me madam do you know mm-hmm. what i mean but the a reaction as if is that the first initial reaction is this is as if that was not the case that it was like he kissed her or they kissed yeah. each other, but then after that they kind of like backtrack and then. But re- also, I mean, on top of that, you have he stayed up with her all night long. He told Topanga that he wasn't feeling well, so that right, he was, he right. spent time with her. He didn't tell Topanga. He you yeah. lied to Topanga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it just. That's all. A yeah, I lot. mean, he de- he definitely isn't an innocent victim yeah. in it. He was obviously enjoying the attention. Yeah, he wanted it to happen. Yeah. It's, I mean, whether he basically he didn't 
kiss her because he put himself in the perfect position to be kissed and yeah. there, but could still be yeah. like, oh, I'm the good guy. Yeah, well, yeah but also... What? Topanga was ignoring him. Mm. He was injured. Well, thing, she abandoned him. Okay, here's the thing. Abandoned? Okay, so... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, let me just say, okay, look, he's not the villain, but he shouldn't be painted as the hero. Right. Yeah, also, like, so Topanga deserves it because they went on vacation together and he said, honey, go on without me. She did what he said because she still went to... Enjoy- so that means that he gets to go off and with the, some snow bunny floozy? <laughs> snow bunny floozy. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Snow bunny floozy is my new band name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you were basically like... Topanga abandoned him in a ski lodge, first of all. Is that not what happened? Abandoned him? Why? (laughs) She's emotional about this, okay? Boy meets flaws. I hate the Lauren arc and I'm gonna cry. (laughs) Um... Well, okay, can, it, instead of continuing on about Lauren, you want to talk to the art guy, because that sort of closes out this whole thing, and I know yeah, you okay, have to be yeah. with the art guy. So this is an interesting arc. In my opinion, it starts off pretty strong, but it kind of... Some weird stuff happens at the end. The, uh, the sort of the finale of this arc, Season 5, Episode 20, Starry Night, it's... We got this weird artist guy in the museum, super stereotypical. We have this cheapening of the emotions here. We have this whole, like... Oh, he kissed me. It didn't mean anything. Now I understand. Thing, it's a really I mean, hard turn for me. That whole episode feels like a really bad teen soap opera. I, I see. I see why you feel that way, and it is definitely one of the more just like straight soap soapy drama ro- romancey episodes. And I agree with that. To me, it sort of, in a way, earned it by all the build up of the arc, and I do sort of see the idea of you know if you're Topanga and you think. You know, a kiss has to mean something more. That's a lesson that some people have. Some people do really learn that a kiss doesn't have to mean something huge. You know, and, and so I I think that that is somewhat understandable. I, I mean, if they did it in a different way, I could maybe believe yeah, it. I mean, but... I mean, I mean at is... the end of an arc like that, it I think it almost has to be like romantic drama, like it. The show at its core has a lot of that at its core too. So I don't know that I feel well, the same no, way. Well, no, because but, but it's I think it's handled a lot better in different episodes where they don't try what to do make you it like with that kind of stuff. Do you like the Pittsburgh arc? I don't hate the Pittsburgh arc. I think there's enough. I think that's definitely not a bad arc. I don't. I'm not like super into it. Mm-hmm. But all I can say is that when they there's a certain mood. There's a certain attitude that they put onto those certain episodes that make it feel particularly cheapened, like um, the Happiest Show on Earth season three episode twenty one. I love I that think. episode. I don't know to me, episode is that? this is the, the Disney when they go to Disney. It's it's, it's that oh. and the and the Starry Night episode are some of the more forced, where they feel. Like, they're, like, token episodes where they have to but be dropped in somewhere. really funny and... I just... love the happiest yeah, no, show. There are funny elements, definitely. But overall, it's like, oh, and now they have to go to Disney World. No, because but I think... That's what every 90s no, show that's, 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 that's owned by joke. Disney has to do. I think that's the joke. I, I think that is knowing. I don't think it is all... Like, yes, there's pieces where it slips into actually being that. But I think it's, like, supposed to be goofy. No, I know. Like, I don't hate that episode nearly as much as this one, yeah. but... Well, okay, so the other thing I want to point out is, so if the whole resolution is, oh, I realize a kiss doesn't have to mean something big, 
That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Because it's still it, the other problems. Well, no, I mean, the, it, it did mean something big. And this particular, yes, a kiss doesn't always have to mean something big. But with the Lauren thing, that was a legitimate thing. He right, that legitim- was a moment. Yeah, he legitimately cared about Lauren. He legitimately questioned their relationship. And that's a legitimate thing that happens. Yeah, and it's not like so, it was like, just that night he questioned their relationship. Yeah. He kept thinking about it. Yeah. And, you know, he, he decided to go on the date. I mean, there's that there's the whole thing about how... I mean, that's a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a very good episode. I think that's a great... I think, that, I think most of that arc is fantastic. I don't... But should we switch gears a little bit? Talk to about what? Eric? All right. I'll be a little more positive yeah. now. All right. So I, I know... I we just wanted to talk about sort of Eric's character arc throughout the seasons um, and how he sort of started off being kind of boring date guy yeah, pretty he, he boy. was the pretty boy he was like hey i'm gonna say something about how beautiful i am yeah and he really did not have much going on until like near the end of season two we we first had that one of the great episodes that i love is where the episode where he cheats on a test and he realizes he doesn't want to do that anymore he wants to go to summer school he wants to try he wants to right. make something of himself and then you lead into things like the weatherman arc and all that great stuff the tommy stuff the oh know, yeah definitely the tommy stuff oh is like God. some of the yeah. My heart. Him being unemployed is totally interesting and relatable. Yeah. You know, it, it's... So there's a lot of great stuff there. And then we get into the late seasons, and he's become this, like, jester. Like, this... Well, Tommy happened in the later seasons. Yeah, but... But it was juxtaposed with something. I mean... It's harder for me to buy it, though. I I, I, I should rewatch those Tommy buy episodes. What? But, like, I feel like once you go to such a degree of buffoonery... I don't know that I can. Such a degree of buffoonery. I don't know that I can buy you doing a realistic dramatic scene in the same. It just feels a little yeah. bit false. I get, yeah, I get where you're coming from, but I think I don't have as much as a problem with that. Yeah. I know that there definitely are, uh, you know, are moments where Eric is coming in and just sort of like totally throws off any seriousness. But that can be what it's about. It's yeah. about seeing how far you can push the absurdity. While still having people watch and be like, oh, I can emotionally connect with this. Yeah, I mean, I am not going to say that there's no continuity issue with Eric. There obviously (laughs) is. But especially with the Tommy arc, I would just say what I buy most about the Tommy arc is Eric is so in tune with his inner child. Yeah. And I'm going to take that seriously for a second because he knows how important the... Mm the life of a child is basically he knows how important and how fragile they can be like tommy had a lot happen to him right he, he would care that much yeah. yeah and also i mean he has a little brother he has yeah. multiple okay. l- l- younger siblings so there's like what how many episodes in the tommy arc like two or three i um, think aside from those they, but they're spread out a little bit yeah. yeah but aside from those do you feel like there's actual drama for for him in, in those two seasons like what? When's the security guard episode? That's season four. Five, five, four. No, definitely not four. No, it is. It's before he goes to college. Where he goes to college in season five. Oh, he goes to college. Oh, yeah. you're right. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he goes it's to the end of it's the end else. of season four. So I don't feel like he has much else besides that. Yes, he has being upset about Rachel and Jack. Yeah. But it's like mostly Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly just I don't know. Well, he it's, is the one that brings Rachel back into the room. Yeah. Seven the hard That's way? True. Or at the end of the war? That's true. And, and I, I also agree with the... And he's definitely... I don't want to say... I'm, I definitely think he's funny in the later seasons. He definitely has some really great high points. 
Which leads me to my second, my next question, which is, if he comes to Girl Meets World, he probably will come to Girl Meets World at some point. What do you want from him? Like, what what level do you want him to be? Season five, season seven, like? I can't imagine them not putting him somewhere around season six, seven, as the one-liners that he's going to yeah. be used for, um, inevitably. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if somehow peppered in, they throw in a little backstory or something that triggers something that we might recognize yeah. as yeah. drama from Eric. Yeah. Or something that we were always hoping would happen for Eric, such as becoming a weatherman, or no. I still think that Eric would have been the better candidate for a teacher. I was. Um, I would also love him to be a single father when we meet him. I think it would be really interesting be really is interesting. when we see Amy and Alan's house, mm. we just have in the background, we have the news on, and, and he's not even explained, and it's like, he's like really in the background, it's just he's the weatherman, like nobody's watching. Yeah. Or something Aww, like that. that's depressing. <laughs> nobody's watching. My family sucks. <laughs> they like close down the network while All they're right. watching. <laughs> Alright, but... If Eric comes on, he's gonna call Riley his niche. <laughs> Actually, I'm just saying. that's a that's a good point. That's, that's... I I would okay. Listen, girl meets world writers. <laughs> you better you, be listening. If you don't do that, humongously humongous missed opportunity. And <laughs> we should tweet that then once again. Because idea. that's like that's brought up like three separate times over the entire <laughs> se- uh, the whole t- yeah. whole series. Just... Or he's just plays with squirrels, because I'm pretty sure that's all Will Friedle is doing. Well, yeah, here's, Anyways. The thing, here's the thing. So, between the fact that he clearly loves how he became, like, that the actor Will clearly... Yeah, right, Will because he's driven by... But, like, yeah, he clearly loves the crazy thing. I think a lot of the fans love the crazy thing. Also, it probably plays well the kids. That's probably what we're going to get. I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I mean, I, I know some people... Okay, so we actually do have a tweet about it. So, at JeremyPape93, friend of the podcast, said... Sorry. <laughs> Did you say baby hipster? Because that's what I heard. <laughs> I said baby. Papester. Baby, what did I say? Yeah. I didn't say baby hipster. Baby hipster. So, at Jeremy Pape 93 said, I mentioned it before I knew this was a topic, but I hated how they made Eric dumb. It didn't add anything. Made it worse. Wow. So, intense. <laughs> I, I, I think it made it worse, too, but I still think there are a lot of really great comedic moments in season six and seven for him. I'm so, I, I love Crazy Eric. I mean, for, especially... Like, when I don't like Crazy Eric, it's mostly when he's crazy in an episode that I don't like anyways. Yeah, so, like, I guess recently walked... I hadn't seen an episode where he was particularly crazy in a while, and I guess walked the episode, which I know you don't like, which is the episode right before the wedding, and it's in season seven, and, like, Corey and... Uh, Topanga are being interviewed about how their planning is going, and mm-hmm. Eric is just being crazy. He's lighting things on multiple things Season on fire. Seven <laughs> episode six, they're killing us. Yes, they're killing us. He's lighting everything on fire, like multiple places. My everybody's making <laughs> everybody's just making jokes about it, and he's just like he tries to ask Topanga to marry him. It's just like right, he becomes he becomes insane. sort of like the stereotype. Of his own character. Yeah. They're like troping himself yeah. in the episode. They're yeah. like, they've taken this episode apart, changed the format so they can like make jokes about jokes. Yeah. Alright, so let's talk about the whole marriage, engagement, wedding thing. So, I mean, first of all, do you like that they had them get married at like 1920? I don't have an issue with it given who they are and what the fact that they were together for so long, whether it's 2 or 12 or 16. <laughs> well, let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Well, maybe not 16. 16 a little... The continuity of that, of how long they've been together. Yeah. Like, the episode where they talk about the zoo meeting. Yeah. 
between Corey and Sean. That's the episode where they're going to go to different colleges and yeah. they get mad at each other. That's not a good episode. <laughs> That's almost painful to watch those flashbacks. Yeah. And it's got some huge continuity issues that they just Like don't... episodes, like, I think like two episodes later they completely contradict that entire flashback. Yeah. And um, so it's just completely unnecessary. Well, okay, so, but no matter, it doesn't matter whether they started liking each other when they were seven or eight, what we should actually look at is what we saw in the show, which right. is they were actually consistently together in season three, three yeah. uh, but though they broke up for a good chunk of it. Right. They were consistently together in season four. Yep. So basically, like, two years and then broke up in season five, and then yep. they get engaged. The other thing is they get engaged, like, directly after the Lauren arc, which is ridiculous. It's really stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, like, I, I like the whole story, the graduation thing and all of that, but it just doesn't make sense that Topanga, like, a couple weeks earlier was, like, not, didn't want to speak to him. And that was... Well, that could be, again, it's like the overcorrection. Yeah. It's like, oh, I suddenly realized a kiss yeah. is, you know, doesn't have to be, so now I know that when it is, it's so special. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I don't think that it... This, I don't think any of their actions are out of character for those characters. Yeah. It's just that... Those characters are just... Those characters are written by writers. Yeah. And if you were the writer... Like, if you were walking this unfold, would you be happy that this was happening? Like, right. would you... Would, would you... Like, when you were... If you were 20 walking this, would you be excited that the wedding was coming? Yeah, would you be invested in that sudden development that came yeah. at that certain place? Yeah. I mean, because I have to say, the episodes, like, her answer and his answer, or whatever yeah. those episodes... Yeah. I skip over those episodes. I don't want to rewatch them. Yeah. I, I, I love graduation. The, yeah, the only thing good. that... Yeah. So, the graduation is the one where I could have done better, right? Yeah. Sean? That's a good That's a good episode, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, well, it was great for multiple people, you know? You have... You have Joey and Frankie and Minkus come back. You have the Mr. Turner reference. You have, you know, everybody figuring out what to do with their lives. I like that Topanga is figuring out, you know, whether to go to Yale or whatever. That's mm-hmm. the other thing is he chooses to go to a lesser college for her boyfriend. They should have had her do a long distance. That should have been the storyline. Her, her, them dealing with long distance, and maybe even at the maybe at the end of a year of it, she transfers, and they choose to bring her back. I, I that's that's yeah, my. I, I think you gotta like, know that if they did that, yeah, they would have known that they would have seriously upset the audience yeah. to a point where there would be like huge backlash. Yeah. It's more than just a one episode upset. Like, well, why I don't do know that? about that given the time period of when it was airing. Because when you talk to the actors, Daniel Fishel and Ben yeah. Savage, they feel a huge difference between now, like with Twitter and everything, yeah. versus then. They were like, we just kind of felt like we weren't doing the shows for us and the one family that always visited the set. <laughs> um, we didn't feel like we were necessarily doing it for the audience See, because we never got but, to talk but, to the that audience. That was earlier so. on, though, I think, yeah. mostly. Because, like, by the time the wedding happened, they had a wedding website where you'd RSVP to go to Corey and Topanga's wedding. Like, Amanda, please. Like, so, like, View my website. <laughs> oh, my God. Best website ever. Still exists, by the way. Let's put a link to the Amanda, please website. <laughs> okay. We're doing it. I think people were invested, I, but I don't think that you could have... They didn't have to break up again. They could have been dealing with long distance and had weekends where they met up. And, like, they could yeah. have still had episodes yeah. together. And they could have even had, like, half a season of that. I, I, I also just don't think... I'm just not a proponent of people getting married during college. Like, you could get engaged, whatever. Like, I don't feel like you need to get married in order to... Val- if you're actually mature enough, I don't think you need to get married in order to validate your love. You can get right. engaged. You don't have to get married while you're in the middle of college. And it, especially when you throw in this whole sex thing, it's like... Oh, they're doing it so they can have sex. And it's just weird. Like, I... I do agree that when you think of the big picture, 
I think they got engaged too quickly. Not necessarily as people, because I don't want to make that judgment call, but I think as... I'm fine making that judgment call. Okay. <laughs> Personally. That's fine, I'm yeah. not. Because I'm always conscious of the fact that they did break up, but when I think about their marriage... I kind of, I almost forget that. And I was just like, oh, they've been together forever. Of course they're getting married. Yeah. But then, like, when I think of high school, I'm like, god damn it, stay together. Or yeah. something. Or, like, what's going on with you? And so that contradicts itself. And I think, yeah, because of that, I can definitively say they shouldn't have gotten engaged at that point. Especially when you point out that Lauren Arc yeah. only finished up relatively recently. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing to understand when talking about that element is that there are, you know, so much of this Christian undertones mm. to the show in general, so that they must have known that they had... It was ridiculous to keep playing the virgin card. Yeah. It was absurd at this point in those characters' developments. Yeah. So they had to do something, and they had to do that yeah. as a prerequisite. Yeah. Otherwise... Well, I also think that another another fact of it is, I think you're supposed to see the Lauren thing as, like, their final their trial. Test, like, yeah. their final yeah. test, their final trial. And once you're past that, like, I wouldn't have wanted to see them break up again. You'd yeah. already seen them break up so many You'd times. You'd be like, really? And again? This... We're gonna learn this yeah. lesson again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, I, I get that they're like, okay, now we're just gonna go for it. Except that they also, they throw a wrench into the wedding thing with those stupid divorced parents thing. Right. So... Yeah. They still do that yeah. anyway. <laughs> so, like, it doesn't... Yeah, they're not exactly broken up, but they're, like... Let's talk separate, about... Yeah, let's talk, about, let's talk about her parents getting let's divorced. Let's talk about Topanga's parents. We met her dad in, I think, season two or season three, or both. I don't know. What's the two, uh, episode two, where Corey's dad comes in as a... What's career day? Season two. So we meet him season Near two. Yeah, the, the end of season yeah. two. So we see him a couple times. He's Peter Tork from The Monkees. We also have... Um, Okay, yeah, so we have Davy Jones, uh, Mickey Donalds, and Peter Tork are all in the early season Boy Meets World, which is like a weird, like, never-addressed joke. <laughs> but whenever that Topanga's father is a member of the Monkees, there's like, it makes sense and there's not a problem. Yeah. And it also explains parts of Topanga. Right. Yeah. And, but then when we come back later and they keep rotating through different actors, yeah. it's like, first of all, they always choose actors that make it feel super cheesy like as the world turns mm -hmm. i don't know why they do that well that's because that's where that actor was from wasn't it i, well, I don't know yeah. but that's a soap opera actor i'm pretty yeah. sure but each time they do it they make it they first of all they overblow the drama make it super melodramatic and they choose actors who like really add into that feel well they also okay so there's a couple things also that they don't feel anything like the original character or what they, they would have been anyways yeah. they, they don't feel yeah they don't feel like there are people who would have raised a panga to be that way they just seem like weird, normal people who are overdramatic. Seem and like bad choices. Yeah. Just really what? bad. Really bad choices. Yeah. They don't uh, seem like the kind of people who would have named their children Topanga yeah. and Nebula. Exactly. And I also thought it was interesting, like, so I just watched the episode, They're Killing Us episode, and they're looking for a band, and they get, like, Feeny to play. And I'm like, you know, Topanga's dad is in a mm. band. Yeah. Kind of a famous band. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's just, and the whole divorce storyline is just so, I mean, it's hard for me to lo even look at it unbiasedly, I feel like, because it's a storyline's really overdone nowadays. Yeah. And so I don't know if at the time it was a little bit more original, but I've seen that storyline so many yeah. times that the parents get divorced and the girl doesn't know about love anymore. And like, it's just like, <laughs> he just doesn't know about love anymore. <laughs> I just don't know. And the thing is, it's, well, the thing is, it's like, it's not that it isn't something that really happens. Right. It's an issue I, that they obviously wanted to address, but yeah. they did, like, they like realized it's like, oh, 
damn, we have to address this and it's almost too late. Let's shove it in. Yeah, it just felt very shoehorned and very cliche. And I and then, say... wait, isn't there like a whole other twist to it where like they got divorced because of how much Corey and Topanga loved each other or something ridiculous like I that? Forget. No, the father cheated on the mother. No, no, no. I think yeah, there, there that is was de- part of it. There's definitely a part of it where it's partially because of how I knew, I saw how much you guys loved each other. I knew that we could never be like that or something. Right, right. Wait, that happened? That happened. Yeah, the mother you said that. You are freaking kidding me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, show. I would say. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are totally blowing levels. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I would say, without a doubt, <laughs> the worst episodes in all of Boy Meets World are the ones where Topanga's parents are in it and it's not a member of the monkeys. Yeah. We talk about the whole, like, they have to be together. They have this force. Like, sudden... Thing, the thing is, you look back on Boy Meets World and you feel like this monogamous, one, one true love idea is, like, a core piece of the show. Yeah. And it really wasn't until, like, until they tried season to five or like four that. or something. I don't even know when. When do you right. think it happened? But the thing uh, is... I would say around the time where we have... Um, and then there was Sean, yeah. and they say he's reacting against it in such a strong way yeah. that we know that that's important to the core theme of the show. Yeah. But it just, so that's why to me, uh, the characters and the sort of the relationship of Sean and Angela is really important as a counterbalance and showing like they're trying. It's casual. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to do something a little different. They tr- want to be together. They care about each other. They love each other. It doesn't work out. Yeah. And that just should be it. That's why I don't feel like I need an explanation of what happened to Angela. They broke up. It didn't work out. Done. I don't need her on Grumman's World. Yeah, like, there's no, yeah, I definitely don't yeah. need her. There's Angela no Grumman's magical World. mythology that needs to bring them together yeah. because that's going to really cheapen it. Yeah, and I, Especially I, for the people who are shipping Sean and Maya's mom well, already. I don't need that either. I don't, I mean, I don't I need pers- it. I personally like that, but that's... I don't need it and I don't want it. And I get... I semi-get why you want it. But the thing is, is if you're going to go down that road... Yeah. Angela cannot show up because mm-hmm. I do not want a love triangle between three adults in Gromley's world who should have who have learned this lesson already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just I, I get that, and I also the thing is I do understand that there are some people who want that to happen because this, of because of the interracial of the interracial aspect of it. I agree is does make it more complicated because I understand the people who are like. That was a great groundbreaking thing, and you're just gonna have him go with this white yeah, girl. Yeah, because and, it was yeah. never addressed. Yeah, it was the fact that they had it and they never addressed it, so it made it so casual and just yeah. like, oh, is this, why and even so, question it? Because of that aspect, I understand why people want them to end up together. But because of the aspect of, you know, not everybody ends up together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, I, you I, don't necessarily that because that puts a lot of pressure on the kids who are going to be watching it the age group because this is going to be middle school high school kids if you keep shoving it down their throats that like you will be with your high school love that doesn't always happen yeah i guess like then there's the idea of there's one true person for you they're going to be perfect the love is going to be perfect and like (laughs) and and just i think that Tying into this whole idea of, like, it doesn't always work out, it's not always perfect, is is the Pittsburgh arc, which I personally don't really... I, I like parts of the Pittsburgh arc. I think there's good drama. I think it's, you know, I feel for them. I feel bad for them. You know, there are funny moments. But my issue is that, like, I really buy into a lot of the arguments and ideas that Amy puts forth in that episode about, you know... Right, she's being very rational. She's being very rational. Do you want to kind of restate yeah i mean sort says. of i'm trying to remember off the top of my head it's just some stuff about like how you're i don't young. you're too young i don't think it's a healthy way to think 
to say, like, I'm never going to find anybody else. I don't think it's healthy to not try and meet other people, to not see what else is out there, to explore who you are before making this definitive decision. And, you know, that you guys were a little bit too too hot and heavy or whatever. And so the, the, the lesson of she's completely wrong is a problem because if right. you're a 16 year old walking that and you go you know what i am in love i'm and an like, adult yeah and like maybe sometimes you are you're Once, ruining my life <laughs> you know sometimes you are it's an, it, but it's an exception it's not the rule yep. and like angela and sean aren't a thing yet so this is the in that episode that's the example they're giving yeah that's so the call like, that's you know the sort of the voice of reason that gets tossed in the garbage yeah yeah I enjoy the Pittsburgh arc, and I think I you definitely get invested in it. Yeah, well, I agree. Yeah, and, I think the drama works. And I mean, Corey does try to. Uh, it's it's pretty realistic that Corey does try to on the suggestion from the suggestion of Sean date someone else. Date, yeah, try and date yeah. around a little bit, but he's just not into it, and then he winds up crying with the English girl. Right, well, there's enough <laughs> like really honest and funny humor. Yeah in that arc that makes it that it offsets the drama and makes you want to be invested and not be bored by it yeah i mean who didn't cry and cheer when topanga showed up in the rain like yeah and also i mean especially if you had been watching it live when it was first happening i'm sure you would have been way invested in after that first episode being like what what are they gonna do how are they gonna solve it like you know not like not because you at that point you don't know that they're supposed to be together together forever she could have been being written out of the show right and i even i remember someone on twitter had said they wanted her to be right now the show at that point rude yeah <laughs> like, so like we got some negatives over here <laughs> so yeah i just i think it's interesting i i think that works but i think we should try to head towards mail time so i just have one admittedly kind of big question um which is how do you feel about the three characters that came in later seasons how do you feel about jack angela and rachel and so i'm not saying these are flaws i'm just saying I do know some people have some issues with these characters coming in later, taking on such big roles. Do you think that they work? Do you think that they didn't work? I mean, for one thing, I appreciate, before I even say if they work or not, I really appreciate the fact that they that they comment on it and they call themselves out on it. In the that, war. Yeah. Mm. That Rachel says, you know, like, what do I bring to you that you couldn't just cut me out yeah. completely? You know, like, Jack is... Uh, Sean's brother, mm-hmm. um, Angela is dating Sean at yeah. the point, or they, she's at least best they friends. Have a, with... They have an endless romance happening. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, well, Angela is also Topanga's best friend. Yeah. Corey and Topanga are together. Eric is Corey's brother. Everyone has something that will always seal them yeah. with the other person, at least for a long time. And and, and was she not dating Jack at the time when she said that? I'm trying to remember. No. Okay. So yeah, Rachel is feeling lost in this friend group, and that's real. I think that's interesting and realistic, and should have been addressed. Yeah, and I like that it's Eric who brings her back, that because he dealt. First of all, Eric is the voice of reason. <laughs> I just like that. Uh, so I, I think that's great. I, I I actually I think Rachel works pretty pretty well. I think she's pretty funny. She, she also explained well. Yeah, she doesn't get a ton of development, but... But it, like, that was not her yeah. point. Her point yeah. is to show that there are other friends yeah. who can be, you know, not as long-lasting, yeah. but still as important. Yeah. And I think I think that Jack is a mixed bag. I think he has great chemistry. Some mixed bag? <laughs> yeah. I guess I think that he has great chemistry with Eric and that it was great to give Eric that, you know, piece of it and that he did lead to some interesting drama with Sean... 
he was never really like my favorite character, but I think he worked pretty solidly. Given the ridiculous idea of like, oh, you have a long lost right, brother, right? Yeah, like you know, it worked out better than you'd expect. Yeah, weirdly, for being a soap opera moment, it didn't feel very soap opera esque as those other random things yeah. did. I think it worked just because of how we'd seen Chet up to that point. Right, right. It, it, it felt right. There was know? a build to it. It yeah. was it was silly, but it worked. Yeah. And the fact that they, I'm sure, knew they were going to kill off Chet, I think you need Jack at that point. Yeah. Also, Jack gets really, I mean, there's a very clear undercurrent theme about class and about dealing with wealth and all that stuff. And, and he like, fits addresses into that. nature versus nurture. Yeah, and it, it fits into that really well. I guess realized. I feel like we should have given like a disclaimer at the beginning or something. Being oh, like, spoiler alert. We're get, well, not even just spoiler, just being like, if you don't know every inch of Boy Meets World, <laughs> you're gonna be confused. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so now I, I know you guys like Angela more than I do. So what, why do you like Angela? I think it's just important to show the more casual stuff, and for yeah. Sean, it's his point of becoming more romantic, less yeah. of a playboy. He's maturing. He's maturing through this relationship with Angela. And she, you know, is reciprocating and taking it back. And they have this weird give and take, you know, I can't let the other know how I feel because yeah. I have to protect myself and the other person. It's this weird social responsibility that I think yeah. gives an interesting dynamic. The thing is, I personally, I think her function on the show is great, but I just never connected with that character or with their ongoing, annoying, in my opinion, annoying relationship. Uh, specifically in college, all the drama that went back and forth between them and about people hiding secrets about knowing this and that, like, I didn't care about any of it. The the only part of it that I enjoyed is the episode where she says Corey isn't her friend. Right, And yeah. she and Corey bond. I think that's a really nice episode. Well, that is the um, episode that it becomes about the secrets. Yeah, but no, that's the, that's the beginning. I think that, that opening works, but then they just drags it off and, like, it becomes like, oh, we can't do Corey and Topanga anymore, so now we're going to do this, you know, overwrought romance. And it yeah. just... It didn't really. No, I, and I get that, but that's an element of the yeah. storytelling. That's not necessarily the character yeah. uh, herself. I just don't know that I believe that they. I don't feel like they had any like particularly special chemistry. I, I think, were they supposed to? They don't have. Yeah. Why do they have to? Isn't that the whole point? Isn't that what you were arguing before? Well, yes, that they don't have to be anything special. But but I think in those season six and seven episodes, for most of it, you're supposed to be trying, invested, and in hoping. You're supposed it works to be championing. Yeah, you're supposed to be hoping it works out, and I guess it really wasn't. Well, like, you're supposed to. I don't think everyone was. Be I think along some for people the ride. Were like, okay, when are they going to end this? Yeah. The way that they were casual about their relationship, the audience was casual about their relationship. Yeah. It was kind of, it was funny see, to no, see. See, I don't think you're right about that. Because I've seen a lot of people begging for Angela to show up, saying, really? you can't have Sean, you need Dad. Well, you can't have Sean be there without Angela. There's, just, there's an intense want for cameos. Yeah. And I think that yeah. drives that sentiment yeah. beyond anything else. Yeah. It's because there's an expectation that the show has to fill this need for cameos as a continuation of Boy Meets World. And it, you know, they have to show these favorite characters. They have to come back and explain what they've been doing all this time. But, to be honest, the show needs to not be about that. It needs to be about these new characters and these new stories. And it has to sell the same attitude as Boy Meets World. It does not have to sell the same story. Yeah. I agree. And uh, so, that in mind, I think, do you, are you are you pro, in future seasons, them doing this kind of thing on Girl Meets World, bringing in new people, sort of freshening up the show with Jacks and Angela's? And... I think it would be ridiculous if they didn't. Yeah, they're yeah. going to have to, but they're going to have to wait and earn it, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they already kind of have too many characters. 
Yeah, you're kind of right. They, they do kind of. They have the core four. They have Cora and Topanga, which are not like the parents of Boy Meets World yeah. because you're so much more invested in them. Mm. They have Augie, which they're really pushing. Augie's Eric level, though, so like it kind of. I can see that. Yeah, early yeah. see early Eric. Yeah, they're gonna bring in Joshua. Which uh, so we know there's three episodes in season one that have him. So there's gonna be he mm-hmm. must have some sort of arc coming up. Um, uh, possibly. Yeah, and then he's coming back in season one. And we have Smackle, who's relatively reoccurring. Uh, yes. Well, yeah, I think really Smackle having, counts like, as a bi-episode character. I mean, he's only going to be in... We don't know how much... He's, he's only coming back one more time, and I don't even, we don't even know if it's in a major role. Okay, um, the first time the first time she came, she said, like, two lines, so... But, yeah. yeah, either way, they're going to have to lose some characters along the way. Yeah, I think I, the other thing is, I especially think, for realism, I was thinking about the college thing and whether I whether the show would have gotten better if they had dropped a character on, on the move up to college. If they made the Angela, you know, turmoil happen at the end of high school, and then they just and that was Sean was yeah. sort of like, I mean, well, so you have once they get to college together, him being like, I want to meet new people. Wouldn't it have made a ton more sense to have a summer arc where he's like struggling with whether to stay with her or, or whether he wants to meet new people, yeah. and then it just ends. That would have been real. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, at that point, though, she would have been okay, enrolled. Maybe not, maybe not in the summer, but like during the school year, during senior year or whatever. All right. So we get some tweets here. Do you guys want to read some of these tweets? Nope. Sure. Give me the tweets. Mail time. Mail time. At bball underscore chick one five three says, "I didn't like that girl who Corey dated in season two, the one who bought him socks." Wendy. Yes, this is Wendy. Um, going warrior. Yes. <laughs> she, There's a decom to recommend. One of the great things about Wendy, so I personally like, is that Wendy. she can fight evil ninjas oh and get ready for prom at the same time. Homecoming. It was homecoming. It's in the title. <laughs> All right. It's her I wonder end. how many people actually got warrior. Okay, no, so Wendy. We're showing our age. Wendy. No, that was not. That, that was one of the late. Yeah. That was I know that was the one that we didn't even like. Like so, Wendy on Boy Meets World. <laughs> Uh, not Brenda Song and Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. Wendy the waitress who got her eye poked <laughs> out by a wine cork. So Wendy on Boy Meets World, season two, um, she is best known for the episode where she was the crazy girlfriend who was in love with Corey after like one date and was talking about their future children and wanting to get married and looking at like Amy's wedding dress. I and, uh, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so he was like terrified by the commitment. And That's everything. my real ship of Boy Meets World. <laughs> uh, so the one thing I really love about that character is that they introduced her really early on in the season as like a one-off character that you thought you'd never see again. He like makes friends with her slightly. And then she comes back, like, ten episodes later and has a payoff, which I thought was really cool. It's, like, good world building. I, I like Wendy. I don't agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do really enjoy all those random girls. Yeah. All those random girls. No, because I, it makes it... Okay, it expands, let's, go, let's hear that. I really enjoy all those random... It expands the universe. It expands the universe. It opens yeah, it up. No, I, I like that. Well, I personally... I think TK is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love TK. I, I would... Legitimately, I ship TK and Corey more than I ship you know, Corey to Do <laughs> you know who I want to see again? Is Dana Pruitt. Who's Dana Pruitt? Oh, nice, Dana Pruitt's a nice girl. A nice girl. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see Sean with Dana Pruitt. Now that's, there you go, that's a deep Oh my god, that would be intense. <laughs> I that would be good. I guess he travels around, so... Well, I mean, have... because he changes as a person. And, like, he's not... I mean, 
even at that point, people, people would flip a shit Why? if he ended up with Dana Pruitt and not Angela. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't need to please anyone. Neither do the writers. All right, writers move on, on to the too. next tweet. Okay. At rstickle24 says, my least favorite episode would probably have to be season 7, episode 20, as time goes by. It didn't really fit in, and it felt like a filler episode. Now, I don't remember this episode that well. This episode, this is the Casablanca episode. Oh my god, I love this episode. (laughs) It's definitely disconnected from the story. It's a magical closet. But it is really fun. For me, I can't not enjoy this episode, just because... It is one they can just let loose and be random, but it still all comes together uh, and explains something about the characters in the end, even though it does this roundabout surreal way. So this is the black and white episode where they go through the closet into, like, the piano bar Mm -hmm. place, right? Yeah. What would you say this episode explained about characters that we didn't necessarily see or helped enforce for us? It was about Topanga learning to let go because she's so uptight. Mm. Mm -hmm. And Corey is, like, so loosey-goosey. Loosey-goosey. So let's, let's, let's immediately go through all the tweets and tell them how they're wrong. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> next one. Sorry, everyone. We suck. At That's So Rowan. Great I, name. I love it so much, girl. <laughs> I don't know if you've already recorded. Well, we haven't. We are right now, so you're in luck. But I never liked Jason much. Bite your tongue. No, I never could over. figure out if it was because I personally didn't like him or if his character just wasn't good. The character definitely was pretty plain. Yeah. Um, Jason Marston and uh, and Will Friedle were best friends in real life at this time, mm. and so that's why he was on the show. I um, thought he was kind of obnoxious. I'm not a fan. I think I don't. I definitely don't hate the episodes he's in. And I don't hate the moments he's in. It's just it, there's a little bit of a weirdness as a cheese factor. Yeah. I thought. I think I that care. Eric grew without him. I think yeah. losing him. Oh, definitely. Was, I, in fact, I'm pretty sure that Jason's last episode is the first episode where I love Eric. No, um, he was also in the ice skating episode. In food the... has no power over me. Oh yeah, yeah. He was in the episode with the Georgia Peach girl, like the lobster. Desiree. Desiree. Desiree is two episodes. Yeah, and he was yeah. in both of them. Yeah, I love Desiree. Desiree, <laughs> little man. I love all the. You just girls. like her sweater. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I do like her sweater. <laughs> We're going to keep that joke to ourselves for everyone no. under the age of 13. No, we're going to see who gets that. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna, people are going to No, I'm that. saying we're not going to explain yeah. that joke. <laughs> Maybe I'm biased because I just really enjoy Jason Marsden and other things for his voice acting. He's a and prominent not just, voice actor. Yeah. yeah, not just Boy Meets World. Oh, I think he's a great voice actor. I just don't um, like this character. Yeah, I don't know. I, had, I, just, I thought he was just fun. Uh, last tweet. Yeah, alright, so this is switching gears a little bit into talking about Girl Meets World and upcoming things the writers are talking about, so. Future. (laughs) At That's So Rowan says, I hope you guys talk about the recent Girl Meets World writers' tweets about Lucas. It's driving me nuts trying to figure it out. So the writers said, is that part of the Okay, let me, I I kind of, let me read this part. Let me start over. Alright, so what the writers said, I sort of paraphrased here. They said something about, there was like, someone was asking them about, does Lucas get like a big central episode and coming up? And they said, he, early season two, he'll get a big episode. He, Lucas is not quite who you think he is. Uh, and someone goes, what, is he not from Texas? Like as a joke. And they go, no, no, he's from Texas, but why is he here, I wonder? He's and, an outlaw. <laughs> and so then they said, in the next episode, so when Girl Meets Friendship, uh, they said, pay attention to the phone call between Lucas and his father. Dot, 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 dot. 
So, what do you think this could possibly mean? He's been on the run from the law for 20 long years. <laughs> 20 long years? <laughs> disguised as a high school student, disguised as a middle school student. <laughs> Alright, so my actual theory with this is that he has, that Lucas has parents. Well, I don't know how this cacks with... Lucas has parents? That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. your theory? Dude, I'll, I'll you him. didn't just spawn? I'll, 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 I'll spawn. I'll give my theory and then say a partial issue with the theory, which is my, my theory first was that he has parents that are, you know, very intense and that, like, push him very hard. And yeah. that's why he tries so hard to be Mr. Perfect and do the right thing and all that stuff. And that eventually he'll crack under the pressure... And, you know, that Murder would... the whole, just... Yeah, oh, God. That's not a joke. No. But... Um, so, I, I think that that is potentially something, you know, something you could get from the phone call with his father, his father being sort of a hard-ass, but... Well, because this is the class president does... yeah. uh, episode, so he, he'll probably be like, you know, you have to, like, do this. It could How also does... be a reactionary. It could be the opposite, that he's trying to uphold things that he didn't grow up with. Mm. Okay, but, but he's the, only question, the question is... No, he's not. How does any of this connect to why is he in New York? So, what kind of big reveal about Lucas could be connected with the fact that he came to New York to start his country singing career? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I really hope that's not it. I really hope it is. <laughs> he's Hannah Montana. <laughs> Spinoff happening. So he needs um, a wig. No, he wears a wig on stage. His parents died, and and he had to move in with his grandparents in New York. I was actually thinking something like that. No, Except his, we just said that we. Parents that went missing. Was it? Oh, the, his. You mean the Duke? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know, what happened what to Noah? Something. The blues player, or whatever. The country, whatever. The, the yeah, country, yeah, yeah, yeah. Duke blues country. <laughs> <laughs> no, was it Earl something? I have maybe? no idea. Yeah, the guy from ninety six. Was that their grandparents or great grandparents? Great, that was great grandparents. Yeah. Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, but uh, none of these things are explaining what. Well, does, well, how would any of these things be a fundamental switch about who Lucas is that would make you see Lucas? To, even if he lost his parents, like you'd feel bad for well, him. Well, well, first of all, he didn't lose his parents because he, we just found out he's going to be on the phone with his father. Well, but from maybe, beyond the grave, maybe you think it's his father, a quote-unquote father, and you realize it's his grandfather or that stepfather. Would be a really stupid tweet. No, but the, the thing is, it's, in the episode, you're supposed to think it's his father, and then the reveal is that it wasn't his father. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, like, like I mean, that could be... It was Mufasa. I... Okay, is there any way that it's a gay thing? I really want it to be a gay I, thing. I mean, what would, what would be that a... if... Well, so we had to move because of bullying, because Texas? That, well, that would make sense. Well, I mean, I have a friend... of Texas into more liberal Yeah, and his dad is, like, sort of... You know, not happy about it or something. Yeah, so they moved to a better location. Maybe he had a different job and that was the opportunity. I mean, that that's interesting. I mean, I have a friend who, his parents didn't move him here. He did it for college. That He just overall hated Texas for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I mean, he's not straight. He was a vegetarian at the time, which he can comment on. And he wanted to see snow. Yeah. And so, <laughs> that, that's the reason Lucas came to New York. He wanted to see snow. Goddamn! Like I gotta just cover that in the end. It's like, this belongs with these things. <laughs> and so, oh, and and so he went to school in Boston. Well, you know, Rowan wants to see snow too, so she should move to Boston. Has she not? She, well, she's she's been complaining about how it's ninety degrees. I've in seen November. a tweet of her in the snow. So yeah, no, no, she's just been complaining about how she doesn't like how LA fall is. It's like gross. ninety degrees. Yeah. Mm. LA is gross. It's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so... I've been to LA. The yeah. gay thing could sort gross. of work. I guess I'm pretty... I'm going to say that's not going to happen. Because they won't be... They the, won't have the guts to do that. They... Not even just because it's a gay thing, but because you're you're shutting down two ships at once by doing that. 
They're showing that the ship has left the port. <laughs> no, if your ship sets sail, no, that ships, means... the ship sunk. Yeah, the ship sunk. <laughs> so we got ships... torpedoed by a gay By pirates. <laughs> the, ship, the ship was sunk before it left yeah. the harbor. My, my point is, I don't feel like... There's no way we're not either going to get Lucas and Lucas and Maya or Lucas and Riley. It just doesn't. But why? Because because it's just not good business sense. Like <laughs> o- like honestly, it just isn't. There are people really invested in Lucas and Maya, and it's not good business sense not to give them that. But why? Like, the, it's like, the first season doesn't have to have any romance. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not talking about first season. I'm talking about going forward. The past, there isn't that much romance in season one, but people are already invested in this, and if you made him gay, it would not only get parents angry at you, it would get young fans who wanted this to happen. It, it, just, it doesn't seem likely. I'm, I, still, I still would like, even as someone who does like Lucas and Maya together, I would still prefer him to be gay. Yeah. I, I mostly just prefer Maya to be gay. But Yeah, uh, I prefer Maya to be asexual. Yeah. I don't really know. Uh, basically, I have no idea. I'm I'm out of ideas. He had yeah, anger I mean... management. He oh. he flipped he flipped out on someone <laughs> and had to be moved to a different school. He's and his dad calm. is worried about his anger problems yeah. and it's got competitive spirit in the in the election. <laughs> and I mean, you punched Maya in the face. <laughs> he was like, "You already almost hit one kid again last episode." <laughs> Yeah, actually, I'm totally on board for this anger man. <laughs> I mean, you also were entertaining the idea that his father was Jack. Yeah. Not, why? I don't want Well, it. why would Jack have been in Texas, though? I don't know. Oh, because Rachel was from oh. Texas. Oh. oh. Was she really? Yes. yes. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. We oh. all. Oh. Why would they not know that? Well... Okay, okay. There was a schism. Well, I mean, we haven't heard anything about Sean. You know, maybe they don't know anything about Sean or Jack. I have a hard time believing that. Oh, I have. Well, they haven't mentioned Sean once. Yeah, but Sean's coming home for the holidays. Yeah, maybe this is repairing the... No, probably not. No, Maybe but... Jack and Sean had a falling out. Yeah. So I am totally on board with the schism and Jack and Rachel. I, that's why I That's mean, why Lucas is so tall. I'm on board because it's a fun... Pretty. I'm on board because it's a fun reveal, but I'm not on board because it just doesn't seem necessary and doesn't really do anything for the character of Lucas. It does oh, not actually... absolutely ridiculous, yeah, it, but I'm totally yeah. on board. It, 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 I want... This, this reveal is incredibly important to me, yeah. actually. So, but just remember, hey. listeners, that if that turns out to be the case, you heard it first here on the Kakawi <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. I, this... This, this reveal with Lucas... What time is it? What's the date? Three minutes to one on Tuesday morning, the 11th? This twist is incredibly important to me. They've been well, building... how do you know? No, no let me explain. I'm, let me explain. A twist being good is yeah. uh, uh, really matters to me because they've been building it up for months. And if they build all this up and then this, the reveal is not actually going to change how Lucas acts on the show... That's going to be a problem for me. And the thing is, I think Lucas has been stronger recently than he had been, but, like, he still needs a big oomph. Like, he still needs something. Rachel was from Texas, and Jack was from New York. Yeah. That is a big, I mean, that's a big one. That's real. Yeah. We should tweet that out. No, no we not should. yet. No, Let's not keep yet. it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> keep it for our special listeners. I think we should tweet it at the writers, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. No, let's not. I think they think they're being a little more clever and then let's let them have I mean, that, that is kind of clever. Yeah, but... I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Let's but... not spoil the fun <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah. So. All right, so I'm just, I think we should just end out just by mentioning what's coming up. So the hiatus ends November 21st, and we get Girl Meets Friendship, which is a big uh, school election episode. 
Yeah, the promotion and clip that they released seem promising. Yeah. Um, seems like they have somebody else doing the video editing for the promos. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it does, yeah. It? Just, it, it just looks seems stronger, that way. yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I, I'm a little nervous about Farkle Nation. But I like that he's, like, the dictator. Yeah, he's like Fidel Castro. Yeah, like, oh, it, yeah, that, that I like. It, that, that reminds me of the uh, Muffin, Muffin episode. episode, which I liked when he was in that role. So I think it could, uh-huh. I think it could work. And it's, it also looks like a very clear connection with the Boy Meets World episode about that, especially with yeah. Maya as the and campaign Lu- yeah. manager. Lucas and is like a Kennedy. Farkle is like Fidel Castro. And Riley is like a Gandhi type. Is she really? Yeah, wasn't she? That part. No, she was like in a Victorian dress. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> she was Queen Elizabeth. Was she? I, I don't know. I'm maybe. just guessing. Okay, but the other thing is, so then after that we get, well, I two. believe, girl. I believe we get Girl Meets Brother, and then we're leading into like the holiday stuff in December. Girl Meets Brother um, is the anniversary episode, right? Yes, it is. Oh, I have some high expectations for you, Girl Meets World writers. <laughs> so, if you want to contact us, you can do so by checking out our Twitter. It's at GMW Podcast. We're signing out. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, email us at gmwpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our blog, gmwpodcast.wordpress.com. We have our uh, YouTube up there. We got a little uh, about us thing where we're quirky and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon are on there. and uh, Our Pokemon. And we have a contact us thing, so if you don't want to like type in an email address, you Listen don't have to us to. during this entire thing. Check out our YouTube channel. Ah, check out our YouTube channel, GMW Podcast. We haven't posted a YouTube video in many moons, but we will when the show comes back. Uh, and please <laughs> check us out on iTunes. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. We love you. So thank you for listening, and as always, dream. Try. Do good. Class, Class dismissed. dismissed. Love stinks. Love stinks.